Welcome to Crosspoint Community Church. We meet every Sunday exploring the practical, transforming, and relevant teaching of the Bible by doing life together. Visit our website at crosspointonline.org to learn more. Now, get ready for a powerful message from God's Word. All right. Well, uh, we're going to make we're going to transition right right back into our series of messages entitled "Real Faith for Rough Times." Uh, we uh, in this series, uh, James, the the half brother of Jesus, uh, is uh, just really getting in our faces pretty good, and uh, really in light of the events that have been going down in our nation and around the world, but specifically in our nation. I really believe that uh, it has been exposing a lot. And if we are just paying any attention at all to where our true faith and our trust is and uh, where our reliance is. And uh, it's through this, um, uh, all this that's been going on, you know, it's reminding us of this, what James is talking about. Real faith is often forged during rough times, but it's reminding us of what I said from the uh, very outset, that remember people are very much like tea bags. You really don't know what's in them until they put them in hot water. And uh, so these days uh, we're experiencing some hot water and we're seeing, we're see, we're, you know, it's exposing a lot. <clears throat> and it's in the book of James. Uh, that he is showing us the difference between real faith and uh, fake faith, uh, faith that's just not saving faith. He's showing us the difference between godly wisdom and worldly wisdom, and uh, that we were, we're going to live and operate and function based off one of these. He's, he's showing us the difference between God's way and my way. And he's saying, uh, if you will just look uh, at at these characteristics, look at this checklist, look at what's listed here within the book of James, you, you will see if you're living with real faith or if you're living with godly wisdom or if you're trusting godly wisdom or if you're living God's way or you're still trying to uh, sneak in your way. Um, and so the, really qu- the real question is, is are we living by faith? Are we doing what he said in verse 6 of James chapter 4? When he says, but God gives us more grace. God gives us greater grace. Are we depending on God's grace? Are we depending on uh, what the world thinks? Am I depending on what I feel? Or am I truly living my life, how I spend my time, my money, my resources, my energy? Am I depending on God's grace? And if I am, if I am depending on God's grace, James says, this is the characteristic of my lifestyle and yours. I am continuing, not just one time, I'm continuing to daily submit to God. I'm submitting and surrendering to God, saying, my life is yours. My resources are yours. All that I have, my family is yours. I'm not only am I submitting to God, but because of that, I'm resisting the devil. And we talked about last week how we do that is by uh, suiting up with the full armor of God. Uh, we're not trusting ourselves, but we're applying everything that God has available to us, His Word, His grace, His presence, His people, uh, His power, all of that, uh, which enables us to resist Satan. And if, I, if I'm really depending on God's grace, then I'm grieving the destruction of sin. 
I'm, I'm grieving of how destructive sin and, and, and living my way instead of God's way or living with worldly wisdom instead of godly wisdom, how, how destructive that is not only to my life, but to my family, the people I come into contact with. And, the, and, and, and we see that in a nation, in our nation, how destructive it is. If I'm submitting to God, I'm doing what verse 10 says, I'm humbling myself before the Lord. I'm humbling. So that's what's going on. So again, my prayer for us today is that God uh, would just open up our hearts and lives that we would humble ourselves before Him. And, and instead of trying to justify ourselves and try to uh, just uh, secure our place in this world, that we would trust completely in allowing God to do that. Now, so we come now in chapter 4. Grab your Bibles. All right, Zoom folks, grab your Bibles or your um, electric, what do you call that? Your your electronic version or whatever it is. Facebook folks, grab your Bibles because we want to look at God's Word together. We're coming to another uh, powerful checklist uh, of us to be able just to allow God, you know, again, uh, just say, God, show me through this uh, the truth about myself so that I can experience you in a deeper, more profound way. So it's uh, exposing the truth. And, and it's coming to a section uh, of talking about just playing God. You ever heard somebody say, well, you're just playing God. Well, in this section right here, he's talking about how we play God. And there's two ways we do it. Number one is uh, how we play God with people. We play God with people, and that's verses 11 and 12, and how we play God with plans, and uh, that's verses uh, 13 through 17. But in light of the toxic, uh, divisive, destructive stuff that is going on in our nation right now, it would probably do us very, uh, very well to allow God to just soak us in verses 11 and 12 of James chapter 4. So let's look to God's Word together as He, through the Holy Spirit, has provided that for us through James. He says, verse 11, Brothers, do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against his brother or judges him speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you're not keeping it, but sitting in judgment on it. There is only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and destroy. But you, who are you to judge your neighbor? Whew, this is God's word. Uh, uh, it's a strong word, especially for us right now. Uh, it's very relevant. Uh, for us in, in this moment. I, I like the way, listen, listen to, to the way the Amplified Bible puts this. He says, believers, do not speak against or slander one another. He who speaks self-righteously against a brother or judges his brother hypocritically speaks against the law and judges the law. If you judge the law, you're not a doer of the law, but a judge of it. So let's, let's back up and just look at a little bit of what this is talking about. He's talking about the law. What law is he talking about here? He's talking about what he just mentioned earlier, the law of love. That we are to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And we're to love our neighbor 
as ourselves. He said, so this is the law. He said, and you're not a doer of the law, but you're being a judge of. Now, earlier on, he says, uh, don't be hearers only, but be what? Doers. So he said, if we're doing this, if we're slandering and if we're judging and if we're, you know, doing all this stuff with our, with our mouths, then he's saying this is a pretty good indication that you're living either with fake faith or worldly wisdom or living your way, not God's way. He goes on uh, to say uh, this. He says, there's only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and destroy the one God who has the absolute power of life and death. But who are you? to hypocritically or self-righteously pass judgment on your neighbor. So these are some pretty powerful words for us as we come uh, to this particular passage today. And God wants me and you to allow his word uh, to examine our hearts and minds to see if perchance that we fall in prey to playing God with other people. Let's pray. Jesus, uh, we just surrender ourselves today as best we know how, through the leadership of your Holy Spirit, we want to submit to you. We want to uh, suit up and all the armor that you've given us. Uh, and we want to humble ourselves before you. Be glorified in our response and what you accomplish through your church, your followers today. And we make it our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so we all know this. Our culture is obsessed with, with talking. Uh, and if you've been around me very much, you know that I've, I'm kind of leaning in that direction too. You know, we're just obsessed with talking. Uh, the, our culture's obsessed with running our mouths of uh, what I often call yak-yak. And if you don't believe that, just think how we've been conditioned by how many, it is untold legions number of talk shows out there. That's right. They're talk shows. And it's, it's, it's just all about talking. And, 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 and uh, when we talk and when words are many, it says, sin's not very far behind. Okay, when, so we are just saturated. We live in an ocean of just talk, yak. And it's often, and very soon, it's going to be talking about others. And um, uh, we call them, uh, sometimes, we used to call them news, news uh, shows. Now they're opinion shows. And uh, so it's, it's, it still falls in that category of talk. Uh, and, you know, there's so much today where we, we, we see this Monday morning quarterback kind of stuff going on. You see these overweight, uh, unathletic folks saying, well, they should have done this, and they should have done that, and they should have done this, and you're going, get real. And here's the crazy thing. We listen to it. We listen to it. And, then you know, they get all these ratings and all of this stuff. And so uh, what happens in our culture can easily begin to happen in our lives. So where there's this, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's second nature just to yak about what's going on and then yak about, about people. And, uh, and, and pretty soon we're talking about the actions. And, and once we talk about the actions, we begin to talk about the motives. Well, they did this because. They did this because. 
And, and, and what James is saying here is you are playing God. You, you, you've come to the point to where you think you understand the motives of someone else. And this is putting yourself on, on, woo, on an idol. Uh, they did this because, and, and here, here's the funny thing. Oftentimes we don't even know why we do certain things. See, the Bible is, has, has helped us understand that apart from God, our, our hearts are just kind of wicked and we can deceive ourselves in a heartbeat. And we see time and time again, when people humbled themselves before God, they were going, Lord, please, please reveal to me the truth about me because I, I, my heart's just, just crazy. And so we, we need to give a, a humble response to to what's going on today and, and, and humbly come before God and say, there may be some room uh, for growth and for godliness and <clears throat> being more like Christ in my life. So, uh, but Yak Yak is out there, you know, just talking is out there. And he's talking about saying something that's not true of other people because we've all, we've all of a sudden determined that we're king and God of the motives. Uh, and uh, he, he's also talking about gossip, you know, and is saying something even that may be true of someone, but we're just, we're just, we're just gossiping. We're just talking about it. We're falling into uh, uh, the, the talk show mentality uh, of, of living. And, uh, you know, it, it just, again, it, it seems okay. You know, it's, it's you, if you've lived there and lived in it long enough, you begin to just, it, it seems like it's normal. But God says, absolutely not follower of Jesus Christ. No. It's absolutely forbidden. Now, where does this come from, though? I mean, where does this, this need or this willingness for us to talk about other people and, and oftentimes in destructive ways, oftentimes judging, judging them, which means you are evil. He said, where, where does this come from? Well, he's already exposed it in the first verses of chapter four. He says it comes, he, he said, well, why, do you, why do you fight? Why, is there, why do you battle with each other? He said, is it not because of the evil, sinful, godless desires that you have within you? And, and the, where it comes from is that, you know, that we're battling with others because we've got a battle within ourselves. And the battle within ourselves is because uh, there's a battle with God over self-rule and sovereignty, self-directed lives, self-led, self-reliant living, uh, self-oriented. It's just the self-life. And we are in a very self-oriented world especially in America. Um, and that self-life leads to fake wisdom. That self-life results in worldly wisdom. That self-life uh, leads to my way rather than God's way and us surrendering to that. And, and, and it often comes out and is expressed through judging others. At the very root of it is... Self. Self is me. And, and, and I'm trying to preserve self. I'm trying to justify self. And uh, God says, that's not my way at all. 
And we, behind, we hide behind excuses oftentimes. And, and, and he's, he's talking specifically to the church, but there's a broader application here. It doesn't matter whether there's a Christian or not. So don't judge them. There's only, there's only one judge. There's only one judge. And, and uh, you know, we hide behind our excuses or, or the premise that, you know, we're out trying to protect others or, you know, fighting, you know, for, for what's right. But God says, if you want to do my work, then do it my way. And he's got it listed out here. And, and uh, James is, well, he's got a lot to say to us in America uh, as far as how we live our lives. And then are we may just minimize, you know, we, we may minimize this sin. Um, you know, you're like, hey, man, I call it like I see it. You know, I call it like I see it. You know, we're in a dog-eat-dog world, and, you know, and the big dog gets the bone, and so we got to stand up, you know, and I call it like I see it. Uh, if you're judging somebody, nope. 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 If you're, play, if you're playing uh, judge and jury, no, not at all. Um, or, you know, we, we'll say something like, you know, well, if that's the worst thing I ever did as a Christian, then, you know, well, actually, there's few sins in the Bible that, the, that God condemns more than what's coming out of our mouth. Let me share a couple of verses. You might want to write these down as just some little reminders when, when, we, when we get loose lips. But see, James, already earlier on, chapter 1, he says, Be slow to what? Speak. Quick to what? Listen. And slow to become angry. He's already, he's already, just, he's already set us up in chapter 1. He begins to talk about it. He's, he's still relating to this in each one of these chapters, but he's coming back to our speech, playing God especially with other people. Uh, in Romans chapter 2, verse 1, the Amplified Bible puts it like this, You have no excuse or justification. Every one of you who hypocritically judges and condemns others, for in passing judgment on another person, you condemn yourself because you who judge from a position of arrogance or self-righteousness are habitually practicing the very same things which you denounce. Well, I thought I was righteously judging. No, he said you're self-righteously judging. Uh I like the way the message puts it. It says, every time you criticize someone, you condemn yourself. It takes one to know one. Judgmental criticism of others is a well-known way of escaping detection of your own crimes and misdemeanors. But God isn't so easily diverted. He sees right through all such smoke screens and holds you up to what you've done. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 1. So put aside every trace of malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander and hateful speech. Proverbs 6, where it lists seven things that God hates. You know how many of those have to do with our mouths or our speech? Three. Three. It says God hates this. Why? Because when, when we are talking, we are 
expressing what's really in here. And it destroys ourselves, it destroys our families, it destroys relationships, and we can see how it's destroying our nation. Hateful speech, judging, you are evil. And so, so the, what this is, what, and so some of us would want to justify, say, wait, 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 you know, I'm trying to protect, you know, God, I'm trying to, uh, you know, wave the banner for God. Wait a minute. God says, okay, God's work done God's way. So, so this has to do, this judgment right here, this has to do with every aspect of life. We, when, when we're judging someone's actions or, or, you know, it has to do when we go, oh, 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 look, how, how could they love God and, and wear that? Or look at how they're spending their money. Could they really? It has to do with the way we vote. Really? Yeah. When we judge, uh, what we're saying is that's wrong, that's evil, and we're all of a sudden playing God with other people. Wow. God's word is so, so relevant. There's another one where Jesus talks about this in Matthew chapter 7. If you've got your Bible, you can turn with me there. Matthew chapter 7. In the, right there in the greatest sermon that's ever uh, preached, Jesus has something to say about this. In verse 1, he says, Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. Scary. And then he uses this analogy. He says, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye. Then you will see clearly to remove the speck in your brother's eye. So he's saying, I'm not saying there's not a speck there, but my goodness, there's a log in your own eye. And he goes, think on that a while. Think on that a while. If you, you know, if you're, if I've got somebody, and we're going to talk about this, if I'm going, I want you to help me in my life. I'm not going to go to somebody who's got a big old log in their eye. If I'm going to go to a doctor, you know, says, hey, I've got an appointment coming up for my little vision doctor. If I'm not going to go to a vision doctor that is just, you know, blind as a bat. I want to, are you, you doing okay? You, you're good? Because I don't want you poking around my eyeballs because these things are, that's all I got right there. He's saying, we have an enormous capacity to deceive ourselves, especially when we're, this is all about self. Like, I got to make myself feel okay. I got to make myself feel safe. I got to make myself, you know, feel justified. Ye are they who justify yourselves among men. That which is highly esteemed among men is abomination to God. Wow. Now, this, what he's talking about, criticism and judgment, is not the same thing as accountability. You know, God calls us and tells us that we need one another. Matter of fact, you hear me say time and time again, the two things that are essential for lasting change in our life is, number one, the power of God. Number two, community, true community, where there can be love, mercy, grace, and accountability. 
so this is this is this is not the same thing. And we can't, but but we can misuse anything that's good. We can misuse it. Money good, but we can misuse it. Sex is good, but we can misuse it. Huh. Social media is good, but we can misuse it. Um, accountability is good, but we can misuse it. So he comes down in, in this particular passage and for such a time as this and saying, uh, Jesus follower, um, this is forbidden. God gives more grace. So perhaps a prayer for all of us today is simply this, God, I need more grace. Because you know how twisted up I get. You know how twisted up I get. I need more grace. So here's some questions as we examine ourselves to see where we, where we fall out in this. What is your first feeling when someone sins, especially someone that you don't like? You know, maybe it's an enemy. Maybe it's somebody that's of a different political party of you. What, what, what's, what's your first feeling? Is it like, I knew it, yeah, or... Is there grief? Do you grieve? What is your first response when someone is wrong or sins or fall? What is your first response? Do you blog about it? Do you get on there and pay? Can, did you see? Did you call somebody up and say, did you see what Pastor Mike did? What's your first response? Is it to condemn? Is it to gossip? Is it to jump on the self-righteous train? Or is it to fall to your knees and pray for them? To ask God to examine you. It's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in need of prayer. What God wants us to understand is that he wants us to use the same measure with others that he uses with us. How, do, how does God feel when you sin? Small or great? The Bible tells us time and time again that it breaks his heart. That rather than being mad and wanting to thump you on the head, he's sad. How does he respond? He extends mercy. And grace. He extends mercy and grace. And we go, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Sometimes we go, well, yeah, <laughs> it's me. <laughs> oh, I, why shouldn't he do it? But it's me. But are we using that same measure with others? It's in, this, it's in this particular passage that, that God comes against and he said, true follower, real faith, real faith is not going to camp out on habitually judging others. It's not going to love it when something bad happens to somebody that you don't like. You're not going to get a little sense of like, joy whenever the other side takes a blow 
God's reminding us that He loves us with an everlasting love. And He wants the world to know His love. But the way they will is when we, in the context of the church, see, this is, this is the incubator where God is able to develop the character of Jesus when we do it with one another. We practice it with one another. We, we lovingly come before one another. And see, and, and then and the purpose is, is not to uh, put it in your face, but the purpose is to redeem, to redeem, to redeem, to build someone up, to win someone over. Thank God that he did that for us. And he demonstrated that in the most radical way by sending his son to die and to pay for our sins and to give us grace upon grace to live in a way that would bring him glory and that would advance the kingdom of God. So what can we do in light of this? I'm going to give you a couple of passages here. What's our response to this passage? Um, the Bible has reminded us, I've already mentioned that, you know, that, that our hearts have a capacity to be deceitful, to deceive and, and kid ourselves and all of that stuff. And so there are attitudes, there are, 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 are things that are going on with us. Our, our, um, our, we believe our feelings when our feelings don't always tell us the truth. We can believe our thoughts when our thoughts aren't always telling us the truth, and that results in, in blind spots. And um, Job, in Job chapter 34, verse 32, he says this, and, and this would be an appropriate response for us today. Teach me what I cannot see. If I have done wrong, so I will not do it again. And he's calling out to God. And we're calling out to the Holy Spirit. Teach me what I cannot see. And so part of that process is us just coming before God. And as he's already mentioned in verses 7 through 10, is submitting ourselves to God, submitting our speech, submitting our words, submitting our attitudes to God. Lord, show me what I cannot see so that I will not fall in that same trap again. I won't keep doing it. I, 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 my, so my attitudes and my judgments don't reflect this nasty, evil, divisive judgment of the world. We can expect it. Teach me what I cannot see, Jesus. Oh, Holy Spirit so that I won't continue to do that. But one, if we're really honest about that, then we're going to ask some trusted friends. Trusted friends just say, hey, well, what do you see in me? Uh, Proverbs 12, 15 says, fools think their own way is right, but the wise listen to others. James says, be slow to speak, Quick to listen. Fools think their own way is right, but the wise listen to others. And see, here's the deal. If you think, and I think, that we can work on ourselves by ourselves, then we've, we've fooled ourselves. 
I mean, that, that's a lie in, in and of itself. That's a blind spot. It's self-deception. In John 9, 39, Jesus says this, I have come into the world to give sight to those who are spiritually blind and to show those who think they can see that they are blind. You know, he wasn't talking about physical blindness. He was saying, I've come to earth to help you see your blind spots, to see where you're blind, this area that you're blind. So that you can truly see. That you can truly see. Um. And James says earlier, just ask God. Yeah, I mean, just if, if, if there's a, just ask God and he will give it. And so that's what he's calling us to do as followers of his, just, just ask God and then trust him to lead us in a way that would be redemptive in the lives of those around us. No more playing God with others, forbidden God help us. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much for your amazing grace. Ooh, thank you that you give more grace. All this war, this battle, this uh, stuff that's going on that is so destructive. May we, your remnant, your church, allow you to cleanse us, not condemn us, we know and we appreciate that so much that you've not condemned us. Lord, never, never let us fall prey to condemning others, judging them, relegating them to just evil. Lord, this little song that we, many of us used to sing growing up, red, yellow, black, and white, they are precious in His sight. Jesus loves every living so give us your capacity of greater grace we depend on it we desire it we're desperate for it and because of your great grace may others come to experience the love the forgiveness and the purpose that only you can give if you're sitting out there going all right um I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to really do about this. Well, may, maybe, maybe today God's just pricking on your heart through the Holy Spirit and he's saying, you know, you've been doing a lot of religious stuff, but you've never, you've never submitted and surrendered your life to me. You've never come and said, Jesus, you are the way. You are the way, completely the way. And therefore, I, I'm going to stop trying to live like the world. I'm going to stop trying to live from self preservation and, and, and save. I'm, I'm going to completely abandon that. And, and I'm going to trust you completely. Trust you totally as my Lord and Savior. Listen, if you're, if you're processing that or you're, you know, you've got questions of that, please, please let me know. Get on that link. Um, shoot me a text. Shoot me an uh, email. But let's, let's don't play with this anymore. Let God do what only he can do. And that's bring salvation and freedom to your life. Maybe, maybe you've been a follower of God, true follower of Jesus for a while, but he's showing you right now, he, he, he's convicting you that you've been playing God with others. And right now, it's just simply confess, agree with him. God, this is wrong. This is 
this is ungodly. And asking for his cleansing and his forgiveness and for him to encourage and empower you to trust him truly as God. Experience the peace of God that passes all understanding, even in rough times. Father God, thank you that you are relentless in your love and your sanctification of us. God, we, we kneel before you as God. And we are your followers. Be glorified in our response today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at CCC Roswell. Learn more and find ways to get plugged in at Crosspoint by visiting our website, crosspointonline.org. There, you could drop us a line or submit a prayer request. Like what you hear? Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Thanks for listening. See you next week.